Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting, and welcome to another episode of Founders and Friends. And before we start the podcast, let's give a quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the new cool payroll tool that we see a lot of startups using. Rippling is great for your traditional HR and payroll. They integrate very nicely. But guess what? They did another thing. They integrate into your IT infrastructure. They make it really easy for when you hire someone to spin up all the web services and their computer, which sounds kind of like not a huge deal. But actually, we did the study at Cruise. We spend $420 on average just getting a new employee's computer up and running and their web service up and running. It's actually a really big deal. It saves a lot of money. And the dogs are eating the dog food. Like We see a lot of startups coming in to Cruise now using Rippling. So please check out Rippling. Great service. We love it. I think we have a podcast with Parker Conrad. You can hear it from his own words, but we're seeing them take market share. So shout out to Rippling. And now to another awesome podcast at Cruise Consulting's Founders and Friends. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Nick Dukoff of Edmit. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, maybe you can start off by retracing your career and tell everyone how you had the idea for Edmit. Sure. So I was a VC lawyer after law school. And to date me a little bit, one of the first big transactions I worked on was on the MySpace acquisition by Fox, specifically representing a client buying the non-MySpace assets from Fox's Intermix subsidiary. So it was kind of cool to play a very bit role in history, which has since been well-documented in Julia Angwin's book, Stealing MySpace, if you haven't read it. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know you were a lawyer before this. Yeah, recovering. It's been a few years. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was always inspired by my startup clients and in 2010, co-founded a company called InfoChimps, which was an early big data cloud company. and. Uh, that was acquired by CSC and is now their DXC Big Data Unit. And uh, in 2012, I moved to Boston. I was uh, in Austin before that uh, with a brief stint in San Francisco. And uh, after moving to Boston, I joined a founder collective startup called Boundless, helping put textbooks on mobile devices right after the iPad came out. And uh, that that I just had Brian Balfour on the podcast like two weeks ago. So small world. I didn't know you worked at Boundless. Yeah, Brian definitely was was integral in recruiting me there for sure. So that's amazing. That's such a small world. That's <laughs> awesome. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on Boundless. No, no, no. That was a really fun company and a fun time. And uh, after two years there, I um, took a role at Northeastern University as vice president for new ventures, uh, where I was responsible for new markets, including coding boot camps and project-based learning. Super cool and fun job working at, an, at a university. I never necessarily thought that would be the path that I took, but I'm, I'm very committed to higher education. And it was really there that I saw students were having a hard time justifying the you know ever-increasing cost of college. And so uh, we started Admit to help families make smarter financial decisions about college. And we've raised money from Founder Collective, Precursor Ventures, and others to help students avoid taking too much debt and ensuring they'll be better off after college. That's a really, that's really neat. And, you know, I didn't realize that you, cause your whole kind of work experience really fits in with boundless. You're trying to make textbooks more accessible and uh, less expensive and things like that for students. And now you've gotten another aspect of the higher learning uh, pyramid, which is like how to make college more affordable. And there's kind of two aspects of this, right? Like how to make it more affordable and then like the ROI aspect of it. Maybe 
I don't know, do you, can you break those two down for the audience? Yeah, for sure. So Edmit helps high school families make smart financial decisions about college through personalized software and advice. And the components of that are that we help families understand their cost and mm-hmm. their specific ability to afford it, how much they'll need to take in student loans, and whether or not it's worth it by looking at earnings outcomes by college and major. So ultimately, you know, the, the whole offering helps ensure families are better off after college. The earnings outcome is fascinating. So how, like, how did you assemble this data? Like, how'd you put this together? Yeah, so we think about our, our data as a kind of a three-tier pyramid with the foundational layer being government data. This is a, a sector where there's a, a lot of, you know, regularly reported, you know, well-maintained data from the Department of Education, Department of Labor. We, we even use some data from census and, you know, some other government um, departments, but that's really our foundational layer. And then the second layer is um, licensed and scraped data. So we work with a bunch of researchers, including on the earnings by college and major, um, to make sure that we have the most up-to-date uh, data possible. Um, and then the top of the pyramid is first-party data. So we reinforce our data by having our users contribute back into the data pool. That's really cool. Well, maybe give an example. Like you can say it better than I can, but like you have a kid who's in high school who's applying to a wide variety of schools and maybe looking at across a different bunch of different majors. And so how does, how does the family, you know, the parents might have one objective and the kid might have another objective. How do they work with Edmund to, to have that conversation? Yeah. So kind of the, the initial conception of Edmund was true car for college. Yeah. Um, when I was a, awesome. when I was a lawyer, one of my, one of my clients was USAA in San Antonio and, um, they were an early investor and partner in TrueCar. And before TrueCar, um, car buyers didn't really have a good way to know how much they should pay for a car. And, you know, people would have kind of Kelly Blue Book in one hand and Consumer Reports on the o- in the other. And Kelly Blue Book would help you understand what the resale value would be. And Consumer Reports would help you understand kind of the reliability, you know, quality of the car. Um, but nobody was really helping folks understand um, the price and then kind of putting it all together. And so... That's really what we try to do at Edmit is help folks understand, you know, on the one hand, what is what are their earnings outcomes likely to be in the trajectory of that? So we actually have and maintain data for kind of the first 10 years after college. So it can show you not only where your earnings might start based on your college and major, but what the kind of slope of and trajectory of that might be over the first decade of your career. And then Historically, you've been able to go to some place like U.S. News and World Report to get a sense for, you know, the academic quality of a college, some of the things like where is it and how many students are there. Um, but before Edmit, there was really no place to go to shop for college by cost and value. And so yeah. that's really um, kind of the lens in which we look through the world. One of the things we say until we're blue in the face is it's less important about where you get into college and more important what you get out of college. Yeah. That's really cool. I in the true. I'm very familiar with True Car. In fact, I found my car that I bought five years ago through True Car, um, and it's an amazing resource. So that makes total sense to me. And then you're right about like I feel like most people historically had made decisions on colleges based on brand, like what the college brand stands for. But you said the key word, which is value, which it's a financial transaction. You know, you're buying something. So like, what value you get out of college is really what matters. That's, that's really interesting. The other thing I was thinking of when you're talking was my mom had been an entrepreneur. So I was kind of like a business dork. Like I really enjoyed entrepreneurship and I understood how cool it is to like start a company or work with startups. 
So I was always kind of on that track going into, into undergrad, but there's a lot of people who are making their decisions on their major. And it sounds like you can kind of show them like what their financial outcomes are based on major too, right? Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's such a big part of it. And a lot of students end up changing major as well, but we can give you a sense for what the uh, average earnings are at a college. And then by different majors within that college, whether those students earn more or less than the average at that for that particular college. Yeah. So do you see people like I could see sometimes I saw this like my in my dorm and fraternity where people had kind of they didn't know what they wanted to major in. So they would major maybe like a liberal arts or or maybe it was the other way. They majored in computer science because they wanted to make all quote unquote make a lot of money. But there was never like a distribution analysis that they could look at to be like, oh, the average computer science person from Berkeley makes this, the average rhetoric major makes this. What do I want to do? Like they weren't making those decisions with facts and figures. It was more of like a gut reaction. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's what data can bring to bear on a problem like this, that when you look at, you know, guidance counseling and, you know, how students uh, have historically been kind of coached through this process, it's been largely through anecdotal advice. Um, and we can bring a lot of data, research and software to bear on the problem to help students make more well-informed decisions and that lead to better outcomes. So walk me through like how the software works. Like do I, I log in and do I put in like search for some different majors or search for different colleges and then it kind of compares everything? Yeah. So we're, it's funny you, you asked because we're actually undergoing a pretty big UX overhaul right now, which, which I'm pretty excited about. But um, today you give us a little bit of information, students, academic record, some household financial information, income, um, how much you've saved for college. Um, and with that, we can kind of get a sense for what kind of student loans you're going to need at different colleges. One of the things we do is we take um, a college's sticker price and we create a personalized, what we call an edstimate. That's kind of our ah. catchy trademark. Yeah, um, estimates, uh, true car. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, that that's the number that we expect that particular student to pay after receiving financial aid from the college. And then, you know, we can back out income contributions that, you know, student and parent makes through either work study and or, you know, what we expect a parent to be able to contribute and then anything they may have saved for college and then anything else, that's your loan amount in kind of the industry parlance, it's it's what you're gapped. And um, our advice, our rule of thumb is that you don't take more in debt than your expected first year salary. And so this is where kind of everything starts to come together. And uh, we show you for each college you're considering after you've selected your major or if you're undecided, which colleges uh, are a good financial fit for you, you know, where you're gonna be able to repay that debt you know, and, and, and be better off after college, which is again, yeah. the guiding principle of the company. That's super interesting. So, and you, you touched on something, which was like this, the level of student aid, the college gives to you, which was kind of mysterious to me. I didn't, I never really knew how that worked, but it sounds like you have kind of assembled like a scattering report and know, you know, maybe I'm using West coast schools here, but Berkeley gives you a certain amount of financial aid. Stanford might give you a lot more financial aid because the tuition is so much higher. You know, is that, is that a data set you've assembled? That's exactly right. We've essentially reverse engineered their aid granting processes. Um, mm. And that's kind of something that my partner and I had visibility into in our previous roles. So my, my co-founder, Sabrina 
Manville had a similar role as me right before admit she was at Southern New Hampshire University um, and was an AVP of marketing there. And we both kind of saw this disconnect between the increasingly expensive cost of college and uneven career outcomes that students were having after graduation. And obviously we, we heard a lot of people saying they couldn't repay their student debt. And so we saw an opportunity to um, provide more financial education while students were in high school to prevent overborrowing. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there were a few companies out there that were helping students manage the debt they had already accumulated, but we really kind of came in and are working with high school families to prevent taking too much debt in the first place. That's huge. Especially like we were talking about this before I turned the microphones on, but the cost of college has gone up. So even from like 10 years ago when I was in business school, you know, like it's just exponential growth here. So like when I was in school in undergrad, even maybe MBA, it would have been hard to like borrow too much because like the value prop or the price of school wasn't so outrageously high. But like over borrowing is like a real problem nowadays, right? Oh, it's a huge problem. So many students are starting uh, their careers with staggering amounts of student debt. And it's so sad because, you know, so much of it is avoidable. You know, obviously student debt can also be, you know, an incredible accelerant because not many families can afford to pay for college outright. And so in order for them to achieve their dreams, it may be kind of necessary to take some amount of student debt. But what, what's harmful is when you take too much. Um, and so we try to help families figure out kind of what that Goldilocks amount is. And for some families, that's none. You know, I literally just got off the phone before this call with a, with a customer uh, was doing some user testing. And, you know, he was saying for, for them, for he and his daughter, he was really hoping that she wasn't going to have to take out any debt at all. And so you can use EdMet to find colleges where you'll receive enough aid based on what you've saved and what you'll be able to contribute. Again, you know, from any income the student earns while they're in school and any income the parent can kind of pay after paying all their other bills without having to take student debt. Yeah. Do you guys have like a option or search option where um, like in, in the California school system, it's, it's actually pretty popular now to do like two years of junior college and then transfer to a UC because you basically avoid those two years of very high tuition. I mean, is there, do you guys factor that kind of stuff in too? Yeah. So we don't right now. That's that we we've heard that a good amount though. I would say it's somewhere on our roadmap. Um, yeah. not necessarily in the next quarter or two, but, um, there's a great company that we're very, very friendly with called straighter line. And this would be, I think in the category of, of, of what's called pathways, which help students kind of find these on ramps to college because not every student for any variety of reasons is, is ready to kind of go straight from high school to four year degree granting institution may start online, may start a community college. As you mentioned, I think it's great that there's so much more um, available for, for different students to meet their needs so that they can ultimately achieve, you know, that bachelor's completion, which is really the end game. It's that uh, four year degree that really uh, adds, uh, the data shows as much as a million dollars or more in career lifetime earnings than those that don't have that bachelor's degree. That's really amazing. Now, and another, I'm like rolling through the uh, features I wish I had when I was in college, but like, are you able, a lot of, a lot of kids go into undergrad thinking they're, they kind of know they're going to go to graduate school. For example, like my roommate in college, he was there to do prerequisites so that he'd go to medical school someday. You know, are you able to kind of 
show them what medical school is going to cost and how to think about that. Like, cause he's doing really well. He's at the CDC now, my friend, uh, but he knew that he was going to take a lot of debt in medical school to make his college work or make his entire education work. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that's awesome that he's planning that far into the future. I think, you know, for most students and families, uh, kind of what's beyond college is pretty speculative. And, um, you know, I think there's some concern about someone trying to over-optimize and so few get even the basics right that, you know, we start kind of from the position of, frankly, you know, kind of financial literacy of helping people even understand the the keywords um, and definitions around uh, the college financial process, things like the FAFSA and EFC and, and what these things mean and how they, you know, can impact how much financial aid and, 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 and how financial aid is even dispersed and that you have to apply every year and, you know, yada, yada. Um, there's so much that people don't know. And unfortunately, nobody really takes responsibility um, yeah. to, to provide this, this financial education to, to high school students and their families, uh, high schools, uh, some some obviously doing more and more um, want to, and and that's one of the big areas you know that we're growing right now. Um, but they haven't historically had a lot of capabilities in this area. You know, the colleges don't really see it as their responsibility. You know, lenders more and more are investing in this financial education, and and you know we've partnered with a number of them who want to help ensure that families get the information they need so that they could be you know, well-informed and, and make smart borrowing decisions and be better off after college. I think that's super cool that you're partnering with the financial institutions because, because you're right, you're like, they can look at the family's financials and have a, a really clear view of what's going on. And you, I think you have a better, by working through the finance, it's, it's an incredible distribution channel for Edmit because now you're getting in front of millions and millions of people who need this data. Like this to me, this data is like so impactful and I wish I would have had this when I was a kid. Like you, I think you guys, you guys signed a partnership with SoFi, right? We did earlier this year, we signed a partnership with SoFi. Um, they're providing admit to their uh, millions of members. It's a great partnership. It's been great to learn from them as well because they're really uh, forward thinking and helping ensure, you know, their members get their money right. And, you know, admit has a similar mission to help uh, families make smart college financial decisions. So it's been a, it's been a good match for sure. Are you seeing demand from other financial institutions who see maybe the SoFi use case and want to roll it out through their user base too, right? Yeah. So we actually have uh, a few dozen financial institutions um, wow. that have partnered with Edmit to make our software and advising available to their members and in some cases, broader community. So one of our biggest initiatives right now is bringing Edmit to high schools. And so um, some of our partners will provide sponsorships to, to high schools so that it costs them nothing to offer admit. Um, we were previously reaching um, students and families direct to consumer and through our partner channels. And now, um, especially with this shift to digital learning because of COVID, we're offering oh. admit as a resource to high schools looking to provide more co- college counseling resources to their students, specifically related to you know making smart college financial decisions. Yeah. The high school channel is so important. I mean, I told you a story where my high school counselor just kind of changed my life by asking me something about my admissions status at, at Berkeley. And like, I would have missed out on Berkeley if he hadn't asked me that question. So that's really amazing that you're empowering those folks. I think the other thing like that, I think a lot of the counselors are oriented towards how to apply, how to get into school, what school you get into, but they're probably not as sophisticated on the financial aspect of it, right? Totally. And families now more than ever need to make every dollar count. 
Um, and, yeah. you know, also navigating the complexities of, you know, the strange new world we're living in with COVID. And we've actually launched a whole kind of um, COVID resource center on our website and are updated daily for every college as to what their kind of plans are with respect to reopening and you know, kind of how they're handling aid and, and other factors that are changing quickly that, you know, no guidance counselor is going to be able to maintain a database of 2000 colleges and kind of the changes that they're making and, and how they're treating um, you know, financial aid. And, you know, that's one of the things that a company like us can do and maintain and, and provide support for so that they can make sure that, you know, their students have the best information and, and can make the, the most well-informed decisions so they're better off after college. That's, that's so cool. You must get a lot of personal, like, I'm sure other members of the team get like so much personal satisfaction out of this mission. Yeah, it's easy to wake up in the morning. You know, I uh, <laughs> professionally have, have been doing startups and, and higher education now um, since 2012. And I, I love SaaS. You know, I love I love business software. I'm an investor and in, in, uh, angel investor as well in, in a bunch of cool startups. But for me personally, I, I just love, you know, spending the bulk of my time on helping families be better off after college. Yeah. Do you have any like is, do you? I mean, now we're all virtual right now, but do you, in the office, is there like letters pinned up on the wall or great case studies or, or from users who are just saying like, oh my God, and that you helped me make the right choice on what colleges go to? Well, I love that idea. And we, you know, whenever we do go back to the office, you know, we definitely need some more office wall art. So I love the idea of posting uh, customer success stories because customer customer centrism is one of our core values, but that's a good idea, Scott. Yeah. Well, you can, you can use it for me, no charge. But what, what are you seeing? Like, are, are there, because uh, the other question I was going to ask is like, sometimes financial education isn't evenly distributed across like socioeconomic. Yeah. And my parents were middle class folks who had never, who had done uh, junior college, but never gone to like four year universities. So the, the path was kind of unknown. And what we were getting into financially was unknown for our socioeconomic group. I mean, what do you what do you see across differences in that, and maybe different racial groups? Like, how do how have you tailored your the Edmit solution to help folks like that? Yeah, thanks thanks for asking that question, Scott. So you know, we're fundamentally committed to promoting equity um, in our personal and professional lives, and we recognize that opportunity hasn't been equally distributed and systematic um, forces like racism, you know, perpetuate that inequality. Um, at Admit, we're committed to building a company and a product that um, does the work to improve diversity, equity, inclusion. We actually had a call today with kind of a friend of the firm, a, a woman named Kathy O'Neill. She's the author of a book called Weapons of Math Destruction. And that book kind of looks at how unintentionally even software and, and, and algorithms can be um, harmful to certain populations. And one of the things we're doing is you know, taking a good look at, at our own products constantly, but especially right now to make sure that we're incorporating uh, features and, and language that ensures that our product does, you know, improve diversity, equity, inclusion. It's really amazing and really important. It's really cool. And I can, I mean, the audience can't see your facial expressions, but I can tell how much you love your job and how much you love your doing. Well, maybe we, we should wrap it up here, but can you tell everyone where they can reach out, find you at Edmit, and uh, and start the conversation? Yeah, so please feel free to email me directly. My email is nick at edmit.me. It's E-D-M-I-T. And would love to hear from you. Also, just a little plug, please buy our book, number one bestseller on Amazon in the education finance category. The book is Better Off After College. 
and we'd love to hear from you. And if you're if you're committed and interested in helping families uh, be better off after college, we uh, can connect you uh, with the right folks on our team to make sure that Admit can be provided to high school uh, students and families in your community. That's is, that's fantastic. And you know, a little plug. If you have someone like I do in my family who's a vice president of a high school or someone involved in administration of high schools, it's a great time to introduce them. To admit you'll probably change thousands of kids' lives by just that one introduction. So, hey, if you if you have friends or family in education, please direct them to admit. Check it out. Nick, thank you so much for coming by. It's been a real pleasure, and I love what you're doing. Thanks, Scott. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Scotty Orr.